Hello and welcome to the Interactive Investor Podcast, where we discuss matters of investment interest. I'm Richard Hunter, Head of Markets, and in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by John Forster, Co-Manager of Impact's Environmental Markets. John has worked at Impact's Asset Management since August 2000. He co-manages the specialist strategy, which includes Impact's flagship fund, Impact's Environmental Markets, alongside Bruce Jenkins-Jones. Following graduation from Leeds University in Management Studies, John began his career in 1994, spending four years working on acquisitions at HSBC Investment Bank. Subsequently, he spent two years at consulting venture capital investor Alchemy Partners, focusing on manufacturing and resource management companies. So first and foremost, a warm welcome to you, John, and thank you for spending some time with us. Hey, Richard. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. So starting from the very beginning, perhaps you could talk us through what the objectives of the trust are. The objective of the trust is to provide investors with exposure to the growth of environmental markets. We're investing globally in pure play businesses in rapidly growing industries across a range of different markets. So it includes renewable energy, energy efficiency, water treatment and pollution control, waste management and recycling, and sustainable food and agriculture. So I think you've um, probably mentioned uh, sector-wise uh, where, where the trust is is allocated. What sort of geographic split have you got in terms of the countries where you're invested? So first of all, it's a very well-diversified portfolio of 62 holdings. If we look at regions, uh, the split's about 40% Europe, 40% US and then 20% Asia Pacific and rest of world. Uh, if you look at where the companies are selling to the kind of destination markets, it's very well balanced across across different regions. In terms of the situation we find ourselves um, in at the moment with a lot of um, companies deciding to either defer or cancel their dividend, for example. Is is yield a big part of what you're trying to achieve in the trust or is it more around sort of capital growth? The trust is is much more around uh, capital growth. This is a growth story. So there is a yield, but it's, uh, you know, it would be sub 1%. So it's much more about the kind of long-term growth of environmental markets. Sure. And just looking at your top holdings uh, within the trust, I noticed a company called PTC. Um, could you tell us a, a little bit about the company and uh, what appeals to you about it? Yes. Yeah, so it's the biggest holding in the trust. And I think one of the big thematics at the moment is about digitization of industry, uh, the industrial internet of things. So PTC is a software business that plays squarely into this thematic. They have software that is used to tighten up the efficiency of industrial value chains. There's everything from design to manufacturing to after-sale service. And then they've also got a platform for clients to uh, launch applications and basically have connected devices. So if you think the world is going to become more digitized, uh, this is this is a company that's going to be providing solutions for that. And so what, what sort of companies would they normally be in, involved with as, as customers? They operate across a full range of markets. Think of uh, any a capital goods manufacturer, they would be helping them design the machine. They would be 
enabling them to make it more efficiently with less wastage. And if you think a machine that goes into a kind of production process, uh, they have increasing levels of, of connectivity to allow for things like predictive maintenance. So it allows this machine to send out a signal if it needs spare parts and in order to make sure it's it's kind of up and running and and never breaks down but it's across a range of industries they're, they're everywhere basically there, there's also a, a bit of a, a tongue twister coming from india uh, amongst your <laughs> holdings at all uh, as well i think i think you know the one i'm referring to yeah, so in India, it's a company called Indra Prasra Gas. It's taken me a while to learn the pronunciation <laughs> of that as well. And it, I guess it just shows you um, the kind of diverse nature of holdings that we've got in our top 10 and across the portfolio. So if PTC was software, Indra Prasra Gas is a natural gas distribution business that is solving air quality issues in New Delhi. It's CNG that's uh, going into transportation, compressed natural gas, and also pipe natural gas into households and companies. And it's really facilitating a transition away from fossil fuels, from oil, much more polluting, more more kind of uh, dirtier fuel sources. But as you can tell, it's very different from PCC. It's much more defensive growth type utility characteristics. And obviously, in India is a very populous place. Is, is that a company which finds itself kind of honing in on, on the more urban areas, or is that going out into the, into the countryside as well? It's very focused on urban areas, and it has the franchise to provide natural gas into New Delhi. Obviously, it's one of the cities that has the worst air quality issues in India. So they're, they're really help, helping clean up that area. But they've done such a good job of it in New Delhi that they are expanding out and securing franchises in, in neighboring regions as well. So it's, it's definitely a, a huge undertaking for the country and a company that's got a strong track record of delivering the, the services. I mean, just having uh, having a general look around the subsectors of, of some within your top 10 holdings, there, there's um, the word efficiency comes up quite a few times out of the top 10 holdings in particular. Are these companies that you invest in tending to be taking existing processes and making them more efficient, or are they more innovative companies themselves? If we talk about efficiency, I mean, probably the, the biggest component of that in, in the trust is the energy efficiency sector. That's about 27, 28%. And it's, it's companies that are improving energy efficiency across a whole range of, of verticals. So it can be insulation and heat pumps that are going into buildings, high efficiency lighting. It can be these kind of industrial internet of things opportunities but it's all it's all about improving energy efficiency it's industries that have tightening efficiency regulations that are really potent driver of growth but it's also companies that are effectively selling cost savings so there's no subsidy requirement pure economics and and rapid growth in those industries so that's probably the biggest part of it but it's a theme that we are seeing across environmental markets as well. So there is a drive to use resources more efficiently, not just energy, but also water, materials, and and food. You know, to reduce the amounts of wastage in in some of these industries. So it's a it's a huge opportunity and a lot of work to be done. Not obviously leaving the UK out of this particular discussion. I, I see that in the recycling field, uh, you've got DS Smith amongst your top holdings as well. One of those lesser known FTSE 100 companies, maybe. But um, perhaps you could just remind us um, exactly what that company 
does for a living. Yes, so they're a fibre-based packaging company. They have a closed-loop process where they're collecting waste paper material and then converting it into into food packaging. It's a very well-run business um, from an organic perspective. They've been very active in uh, M&A, making acquisitions, uh, diversifying overseas, adding a North American business as well. One of the things we like about it, it has a strong focus on FMCG or kind of uh, fast-moving fast consumer goods. So it's food, it's these kind of essential products that people still need in in whatever economic environment. So they they have that in their favour, and they're also providing you know a lot of food packaging and related packaging pr- products into areas like supermarkets and e-commerce that are, are seeing an obvious boost to their business in a in a lockdown environment. So it has that appeal as well. Obviously, 2020 has been a, a particularly challenging year on all sorts of fronts, not least of which is uh, in the investment fields. And we've seen just how volatile markets have been. How, how's your trust been coping amongst the current downturn? I definitely say it's been interesting times um, <laughs> and, you know, and quite volatile across equity markets. Uh, we had the, the first three or four months of the year were difficult, but they're really characterized by dramatic small and mid-cap underperformance, which is the kind of slice of the market that we are that we're invested in. So it was difficult from that perspective. We had some sectors that were struggling in a kind of lockdown environment. So if you think anything with automotive exposure in particular, that they really struggled uh, in the in the first quarter of performance. We did have some areas of really good resilience in the portfolio. So our utility exposures performed very well. And a lot of our companies are servicing you know, so-called critical industries and supplying basic needs of, you know, food, water, energy. So on a relative basis, they were they were less impacted than some other parts of, of industry. We did have some companies that were providing solutions into the peak of the crisis. We have a company that was providing COVID testing, another hazardous waste business that was providing medical waste disposal and decontamination services. Um, so some solutions throughout the crisis, but uh, I guess what I'm pleased to say at the end of all of that is that actually having had a difficult first three or four months, obviously markets have recovered and we've recovered most of our underperformance from the first quarter. So we're, we're relatively in line with global equities year to date. Which I guess leads to the obvious question that we all want to know is uh, what do you think the outlook might be from here? I mean, obviously it's impossible to call exactly where the markets are going to end the year. We don't know around, you know, whether there's going to be a second spike. We don't know how uh, much of a downturn we're actually in at the moment. From where you're looking at it, John, what, what's the outlook as you see it? You're right. I think in the near term, we have to accept that there's a a kind of much higher level of uncertainty on earnings in the next three, six, nine months that holds across the economy and across equity markets. So the near term is uncertain, but I think we feel that there are good reasons to believe that the investment hypothesis underlying environmental markets will get stronger as we come through this crisis. I think there is you know, an increasing acceptance that it's going to, there's going to be an accelerated transition towards renewable energy, a cleaner, more renewable energy source. There's a lot of um, desire to address some of the air pollution issues that were seen to contribute to the pandemic. I think um, one of the areas that really came to the forefront of attention was food, I mean, food production and distribution, the need to make it more 
efficient the need to make it more resilient so that's uh, an area that needs investment that we we have good exposure in uh, and then this you know these trends towards automation digitization that we talked about earlier on so i think there's a range of areas that we're finding incremental opportunities in and um, you know it's all supported as well by some of these stimulus packages that we're starting to see so the eu recovery package for example has a has a kind of lot of focus on buildings refurbishment um, driving towards more renewables etc so we see reasons to be very positive about the long-term prospects for the for the trust that's a very interesting perspective and unfortunately we've um, we've now run out of time so I, I say thank you very much again to to John Force and the co-manager of Impacts Environmental Markets Trust and thank you for listening too to the II podcast and do join us next time when we will come with another matter of investment interest. Mm-hmm.